Man Up, brought to you by Construction Professionals, a program dedicated to inspiring and helping men live lives of heroic virtue. Join Joe Stopulis and Father Zach Kowski every Monday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio. And now, it's time to man up. Another year goes by, more beers, more smoke. Welcome to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio. We are broadcasting from the Mercy Live Up Studios. Heard on 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, and 94.5 FM. Around the globe, streaming online at iowacatholicradio.com and on the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Also, please subscribe to our podcast and iTunes and like us on Facebook. I am Joe Stopulis, along with Father Zakowski. Today, we are joined by a columnist at the National Catholic Re- Register, Joe Pronishin. And we will discuss the topic of his recent article, The Masculine Example of Holiness, uh, which was debuted right before Father's Day. So, Father Zach, would you please open us up in a word of prayer? My pleasure. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And let's ask the intercession of St. Joseph as we pray. St. Joseph, whose protection is so strong and great, we ask that you would pray for us before, before the throne of God. We ask that you would assist us by your powerful intercession and obtain for us all spiritual blessings from Jesus Christ. St. Joseph, we never tire of contemplating you and contemplating your life. We ask you to give us your humility and give us your contemplative spirit. And this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Uh, It's officially summer. Happy summer. Happy summer. Happy summer. Uh, And the weather's been really weird. Yeah. I mean, it's really, really hot. It was really hot in the spring, and then it was really cold starting summer, which is fine. Yeah. I'm I'm okay having raining. As long as spring shows up eventually, I'm fine with it. Uh, So, uh, part of summer, as we talked about before the show, uh, is summer vacations. And we, I think we've talked about this a little bit in the past, but we want to revisit the conversation yeah. of, of holy leisure and, and making vacations holy in general. You know, I think one of the challenges people have uh, and one of the things maybe they forget about in their planning of vacations is getting their family to Mass on Sundays or really any uh, holy days or uh, weekdays. And so one thing I want to point to is masstimes.org or just looking up online where the churches are around your area and really making an effort there. I mean, you could even take a priest with you on vacation. If you, if, especially people if you're going somewhere that. really great. Yeah, people have done that before. Yeah. And, of course, I had mass for him every day. Yeah. You know, this and is the kind of service you can get. Yeah, so... Kowski, 515... <laughs> don't give my number out. Yeah. So... I think there's that. I think another thing we can do is just simply to pray in the car, whether it's as simple as beginning the trip with a prayer. Uh, My parents remember always doing that. Uh, And then we would uh, end the trip with a prayer. But also like praying the rosary, uh, taking time to listen to just like good music in the car. Joe, you just recently went on a trip. Yeah, so we, on our uh, two-week trip, you know, a lot of, it's kind of funny, when you tell people you're going on a trip with your five, three, and one-year-old to the Grand Canyon and camping and stuff, more often than not, the response was, like, A, are you crazy? And then B, You have my condolences. Yeah, what are you going to do in the car? And we we really weren't that, I don't know, I I wasn't that freaked out about it, because we are, you know, no TVs in the car, that kind of stuff, kind of old-fashioned, but we did a lot of... So Kristen and I would do a lot of just talking about, you know, we do trivia or whatever. But the kids, we have these things called Holy Hero CDs. So it's a lot of CDs on saints. And so they would each get to go back and forth choosing a saint. There's 30-minute talks on saints, um, you know, directed towards kids. But point being is the whole time we're in the car, they're getting an education on the saints. 
uh, and they're really excited about about learning about it. So we did that um, for a lot of our trip. And you know, uh, whenever we're out, we try to explore new churches. So we try to find uh, wherever we're staying if we can find. Yeah, I love mass. that. Yeah, um, and you know, I, a, f- a friend of mine got us started. And we aren't great at it yet. He's really good. They've got a Google Map um, that they save as a family Google Map where they can put a pin. Any place they've been to church, so oh, they try that's to awesome. fill up the whole right. map with with pins. So, uh, yeah. So we always, you know, before the trip, we try to figure out where the daily masses are uh, at those uh, different locations. Uh, and then, obviously, if it's an, if you're in nature, there's a lot of praying you can do. If if you are going hiking or camping or something like that, it's it, it just lends itself so easily to to the higher power to to, to look right. at God, whether it's in the stars in, in the in the desert or if it's if it's in just any amount of hiking or climbing or whatever. So. Uh, it is summertime. As you're planning your vacations, make sure you've got God planned in there. Uh, yeah, make, mass, make mass the priority, you know. So yeah. might it might be inconvenient at times, but I think you're going to need that. You're going to need the grace of the sacrament if you're traveling with yeah. your family too, yeah. and and to have a joyful time and really to to not starve your don't starve your family spiritually. Yeah. Uh, so just encourage that going to mass. Well, we're going to head to a short break, and when we return, we will have Joe Pronishin with us to discuss his article on the masculine example of holiness. Thank you, construction professionals, for underwriting our show, Man Up. Construction professionals have been long supporters of Iowa Catholic Radio, and we've seen their work firsthand. It's very impressive. They do remodeling or new construction that is innovative, functional, and designing what you want. cpcustomhomes.com. Welcome to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio. We are broadcasting from the Mercy Live Up Studios, heard on 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, and 94.5 FM. I am Joe Stopulos, along with Father Zakowski, and today we are joined by Joe Pronishin. Joe has been a staff writer with the National Catholic Register since 2005, and his articles have appeared in a number of national publications, including Columbia Magazine, Soul, Faith and Family, Catholic Digest, and Marian Helper. Joe holds an MS degree and formerly taught English and courses in film study that he developed at a Catholic high school in Connecticut. So Joe and his wife, Mary, reside up there in Connecticut. Welcome to the show, Joe. Thank you. Thank you for uh, asking me. You bet. Well, hey, the reason we, we reached out is actually, so Father Zach uh, and I are in a, a small group, small men's group, and Father Zach had, had run across your article, Faith of Our Fathers, Why a Masculine Example of Holiness is Vital for Our Children. Mm-hmm. Uh, you re- wrote that right before Father's Day, and uh, he sent it to our to our small group, and we all read it, and I said, gosh, it'd be, it'd be good to have you on to talk about it. So thanks for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. I'd be happy to talk about it, because yeah, well, before an we get, subject before we get in, into that subject, uh, I'd like to just dive a little bit deeper into your, your career. How did you first become interested in, in journalism? Uh, I, when I was teaching, oh, this, this goes way back into the uh, into the seventies, uh, I must say. And now I'm dating myself. I'm back in the seventies, I always was interested in writing, uh, being an English teacher, and I start writing for the local paper on on a weekly basis, and that uh, uh, continued on for uh, you know uh, continuously. That was for for the next several years, uh, decades actually. Uh, and then in the early nineties, um, I uh, left teaching. I was still single at that 
that time. I had left, I left teaching and uh, I wanted to write full time, uh, which I, I did. I turned to writing full time. I was writing both religious articles and secular articles. And uh, it just, something just did not, you know, click right with me. I just didn't feel right about doing that. The, the secular, I really wanted to uh, focus all on, uh, on the faith. And by 1995, that's what I did. I started writing in 1995 uh, strictly on the faith and uh, have been doing so ever since. And actually, I started with the Register as a correspondent back in 95 and so then as a been, regular staff writer in 2005. So you've been up in Connecticut this whole time? Yes, I have. Yeah, I used to go on the road quite a bit uh, uh, years ago, but now it's uh, uh, not so much on the road anymore. Uh, did an awful lot of travel articles uh, for them at the beginning, which uh, uh, everything from uh, cathedrals to basilicas to shrines uh, throughout the East Coast, down into Florida, over uh, as far as uh, Detroit. So, uh, okay, got it. I, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, yeah, just, just short of Detroit, I got it. So how is it like, uh, I mean, we talk a lot about trying to have your faith be your vocation, and it looks like you've done a pretty good job of, of, of doing that. Can you just speak a little bit to, to how, how you were able to do that and how you, any advice you'd have for guys trying to combine their, their faith and their work together? Uh, yeah, it's, it's actually, uh, uh, to me, there's, there's always some way, even if it's in a, you know, uh, even if it's at a job that you don't think is directly faith-connected. Uh, yeah, I always think of St. Joseph, uh, my patron saint, and, uh, and I have a devotion to St. Joseph. When you look at him, you know, uh, here was a, a carpenter, a, a workman, uh, a father, uh, a, a husband, and uh, obviously he probably did a lot of praying, but when did he do that? He was probably doing that on his job. And, and I think to myself that, uh, you know, any, any man can do this. He doesn't have to uh, – he could he have the faith throughout the day in his job. If he's, a, if he's a carpenter, if he's got something quiet to do, he could always say a prayer there uh, in between, you know, if he has a moment uh, or two, uh, and, and uh, concentrate on the Lord or, or in some way you know, think of the Blessed Mother and, and ask for her intercession, ask for St. Joseph's intercession. So it's uh, – um, uh, St. Joseph shows us that particular way, shows men – husbands that particular way uh, to, uh, uh, to, to enhance their spirituality, continue their spirituality. Yeah, I know one example, Joe, that you cited in your article and really resonated with me was the example of the father of uh, young Kara Wojtyla. Uh, two years ago, I went to Wadowice in Poland for World Youth Day, and so we, we went into the little apartment that a future John Paul II was raised in, born and raised mm -hmm. in, and... I remember seeing and kneeling down on the kneeler where his father would pray at night. And that example stuck with a young John Paul II, seeing, just seeing his dad get down on his knees at night. Mm, mm, yeah, yeah. And, and look what happened to him. <laughs> you know, when we, when we look at it, how, how uh, that simple example of a father can really, it's, it's so important, the example of a father. Uh, uh, at, 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 as so many, you know, I hate to point to statistics all the time, but but as uh, statistics uh, have shown, you know, uh, uh, that the faith of, a, of the children is somehow connected very strongly to the faith of the father. Uh, and and, and uh, that in my article, the Swiss study that I had uh, cited, that was back from 1994, and that's that's usually uh, a go-to study that people will uh, cite when they talk about men's uh, importance in the children's lives, their spiritual lives. Uh, if uh, children do not see a father that uh, takes the faith seriously, 
uh, chances are it's nearly three-quarters of them will not practice any faith when they grow older. And that, that's a devastating uh, figure to, to think about. And, and uh, we can see, in a sense, we can see that in, in our own church in many aspects. Uh, uh, you don't see as many fathers there in, uh, in, in church and with children. Uh, and you see, you know, quite a number of older people. Uh, we, we have my own particular parish is very active. The, the pastor is extremely good, and so are the, is the other priests with him. Uh, and there are a lot of young families, but a lot of them do not bring the children to church on a Sunday. They'll bring them to CCD, but 50% of them don't come to church on a Sunday. So obviously there's fathers and mothers, but especially fathers who are not giving their children the uh, uh, the spiritual um, uh, 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 example that they need to see. Well, I think on the flip side of that is you mentioned the detriment of a father not participating in the faith mm-hmm. and, and what that does. Well, on the flip side of that, there's a really strong correlation, as you mentioned in the article, and we've talked about it in the show as well, is that if they do practice the faith, there's a really strong correlation to the to the kids growing up. Uh, and this, the, well, you have... Here is that seventy-five percent of them, if the father goes regularly, will become and continue as churchgoers. So, yes, uh, yes, exactly. Uh-huh. As bad as one side is, the other side, the upside is really good. It is the upside is, re- and that's the one we have to concentrate on. Thing, and that's that's the one we. So instead of just being negative and wringing our hands, the the, the thing for for uh, men to do, the thing for fathers to do, is to uh, uh, you know go to that positive side and and start. If they haven't, you know, there's always a time to start. There's always a chance to start. Well, and I think that's an important point. I think some fathers I can't speak mm-hmm. for all, but I think there's some fathers out there that are maybe intimidated by not knowing what to do, not knowing how to pass on the faith because they themselves are still maybe beginners or still learning mm-hmm. early on in their faith development. So what would you say to those those fathers that maybe don't feel confident in their uh, ability? The, they know the, I'd ask them, you know the Our Father and Hail Mary, don't you? Say that with your child. Go to sleep with your child. Say that, say that at bedtime, Our Father and Hail Mary with them. Say grace. Uh, before meals, uh, and make sure you you do have a family meal once a day. Uh, I know uh, families live such a hectic life today, but cut down on that hectic time and 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 take the time to eat together uh, something and say grace during that time. Start in the mornings. Have a quick. It only takes one minute to have a morning prayer. Ask. A, uh, uh, St. Joseph asked the Holy Family, asked Jesus, asked God the Father to, to help you out. Saying, Our Father, Hail Mary, and Glory be. Prayers can be simple to start that way. Uh, at, as you increase, start saying the rosary with the children. Start once a week. Then, you know, as both some other said, she told children at Fatima that were, uh, uh, that were what, uh, seven, eight years old and ten years old, six, seven, and ten years old, right, to uh, pray the rosary every day. And, and if she could tell that message to a six or seven-year-old, my goodness, you know, you think uh, somebody who is uh, a dad can learn it very quickly. And it's basically our fathers and Hail Marys. So, you know, little by little, uh, they don't have to be uh, uh, theologians. They don't have to be scholars to be able to do that. Some of the, some of the greatest men that I thought were, fa- you know, fathers and that, that I thought were the greatest Catholics with the greatest examples uh, didn't have college degrees. So you don't have to worry about that. You know, they were just simple, good men with with a great deal of love for the Lord, for the Blessed Mother, uh, and and they wanted to show that to their children. They didn't. They weren't showy. You know, they didn't blow their trumpets on the street corner. The Pharisees did. 
but they were just very reverential in in, in church. I could think of several families, a few families uh, right now in my own parish that were like that. Big families, five, six children, young children, and uh, the father just exuded that that uh, uh, gentle holiness, so to speak, yeah, I think you know, you're, and, I, and in a manly way. And uh, you could see the kids were uh, looking at him. It was it was beautiful to see. Yeah, I think you're right on with you know some people. I think maybe were just intimidated to start, uh, which is you know it's maybe because they didn't see the example themselves growing up, or as you mentioned, they don't think you know I'm not a theologian. I, I can't lead my family because I don't know all the answers. I think people get really scared. Out, well, what if they ask me? You know, why does God exist in there? They don't have some, they don't have Thomas Aquinas memorized right. enough to give them the answer. But to your point, it's just a, it's a witness thing. And I actually had a mm-hmm. neat story. I actually shared this with our small group, Father Zach, this week, um, where it was on Tuesday morning. Uh, that's when our when our group gets together. And my wife and I normally in the mornings, you know, we'll work out and then we'll pray. And so we have our little just in our living room. And so if our daughter ever comes down or our son uh, between six, seven, somewhere in there, usually we're out with our Bibles and, and we're just sitting there praying and. I'm I'm in my suit getting ready to walk out the door, and she goes, "Well, Daddy, did you did you pray it today?" So never once does she does she ever comment on it, but she clearly understands that in the morning at six thirty, if she gets up before she's supposed to, that I'm down there praying. And uh-huh. so when I wasn't, it clearly it was something that she noticed. And so again, she's five years old. I don't think it's going to change the world, but I think we're planting seeds just uh-huh. by that example of of being there. Do I know all the answers? By no means, and anyone who listens to the show with regularity knows that. But uh-huh. Is that that gentle example? I, and I've again, they're five years old, three year old, one year old, and I've already kind of seen the fruits of that. Wow, beautiful! What a beautiful example that is, Joe. She, yeah, and she, right? You can, and that's that's perfect because you have already seen that, as you say. Yeah, the so fruit. I thought that was interesting that you brought that up, and then again earlier this week that already happened. Ah, uh, wow. Okay, good, good. And one thing, and, and you know, if you from way back in my teaching days, you know, it, it, uh, you, you don't. I I learned early on you don't make something up if you don't know the answer. Students will ask you something now. In this case, children will ask you something, and you know what they will accept. You just say, "Well, I don't know, but let's look it let's up." Let's ask Father Zach. There, there you go. Let's let's call Father That's Zach. Right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Now, Joe, <laughs> Joe, you mentioned St. Joseph, as uh, I think all three of us can say he's a patron for us. And there's uh, some great lines from Cardinal Robert Serra's book, uh, The Power of Silence, uh, which mm-hmm. I was reading over my, my retreat in March. And there's a, a quote there that says, without silence, God disappears in the noise. And the noise becomes all the more obsessive because, because God is absent. Unless the world rediscovers silence, it is lost. Mm-hmm. And he goes on to say that we, we need more examples like St. Joseph in our lives that are prayerful, that, are, that ponder, ponder life, ponder God, and are contemplative. That is that they're receiving from the Lord, that they pray over things and kind of are able to chew over what the Lord is saying to them. And maybe you could speak a little bit about St. Joseph Oh, surely, yes. You know, it's funny you mention this. Uh, just uh, oh, about an hour ago, I was speaking to somebody down in, in Birmingham uh, on the year of St. Joseph that Bishop Baker has declared uh, for uh, the Diocese of Birmingham, Alabama, uh, for this year. And that's, that's very unique, and, and, and it's wonderful to have a year de- uh, dedicated to St. Joseph. And one of the points that in our conversation brought up was this contemplative aspect of St. Joseph, uh, that, uh, that uh, uh, you know, he didn't say much. Uh, he didn't say anything. We, 
that's recorded, in fact, for us. Uh, and yet uh, the person I was speaking to for the article said uh, that's one of the things at the heart of the church. You know, we, you can't be just running around all the time doing stuff. You've got to be contemplative uh, also and think about the faith. And certainly St. Joseph must have been, you know, very contemplative. He had w- with Jesus and Mary there all the time, uh, you know, and, and, and thinking about the Lord. Uh, and I'm sorry, Joe, what was the question you asked? No, no, I think that we, we, we talk a lot about the example that he has. And I think when you talk about the masculine example of holiness, as the title of your, of your article, mm-hmm. I, I would make the connection that to be masculine oftentimes does mean to be contemplative. I mean, it doesn't always, it's, it's not silent. always, it's yeah. silence. And, yeah. and I think people get that. That's something that we've got to rediscover today, mm-hmm. uh, which is just that silence and prayer are, are very masculine as much as society would say it's not that's not the case at all uh, again look at John Paul II look at Pope Francis look at uh, you know Pope Benedict very masculine guys mm-hmm. who are still very very prayerful uh, and I think St. Joseph obviously it would be the model for that uh, we got to wrap up here in a couple minutes but I, I've got one question I've got to ask you've been doing uh, national Catholic reporting for a long time do you have any major highlights or things that stick out, stick out to you from your career uh, that that uh, the phone blipped a little bit over here, and I said a major highlight. Yeah, I say that favorite again. favorite moments from your career uh, on reporting. Favorite in moments, uh, yes, there was quite a quite a number of uh, I, I would think uh, some favorite moments. You know, uh, one of them was uh, uh, meeting uh, Bishop Baker uh, actually, and and I met Bishop Baker uh, when I was doing an article. This was back in '95 on the community uh, community Chinacola. He founded down in Florida, and I was there, and he was the pastor of the uh, of the. Uh, uh, cathedral there and over the years we just kind of kept in touch and uh you know we remained friends over the years so that was kind of a highlight and, and it was just amazing to think that here i am you know <laughs> i knew a bishop and his friends were the bishop before he became a bishop things like that uh some of the other things is some of the people that i have spoken to were just uh, wonderful highlights and the the example that they gave and and you know uh, uh father andrew apostoli uh and his love for the blessed mother uh were such an inspiration uh and when when you run across people like that and 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 you uh, uh and you have a retreat with them and and you uh as as the retreat master and 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 you know all stemming from knowing them from an article that you've uh, talked to them with and, and the example they give so so those those are highlights over there uh and then some of the simple people that you that you meet you know doing articles like, like us. Them, for Maybe. example <laughs> uh, uh, the uh, first uh, uh catholic priest that that uh, uh died at Pearl Harbor, uh, died in World War II, just before the world was, uh, war was declared the following day. And uh, he was, uh, uh, you know, the inspiration of seeing him um, uh, give his life to rescue sailors trapped on, on one of the ships going down. Uh, and then speaking to even people that uh, knew him at that point, that were, you know, they were in their 80s, late 80s and early 90s, but they knew him growing up, and it was just amazing. You know, things like that. The... Uh, um, and, and I think the, the more you talk to people about devotion to the Blessed Mother and the Rosary, uh, uh, the more uh, you know you become devoted to it too. You know, I always had a devotion to the Rosary, but uh, but you find out all new a- aspects, all new uh, um, um, uh, depths to it. Um, uh, it's seeing beautiful churches, you know, just being awed by some of the beauty of the shrines and, and churches that I've uh, gone to in the past to write about. Uh, 
So those those are a lot of highlights well, like that. We appreciate you taking time to, to share those and obviously the reflections. The article we mentioned, Faith of Our Fathers, Why a Masculine Example of Holiness is Vital for Our Children. Uh, Joe Prendison is our guest, and he is with the National Catholic Register. Uh, and you can go check his articles out at ncregister.com. Joe, thank you so much for uh, for joining us today. You're welcome, and thank you for having me. I had a wonderful time, Joe, and Father, and uh God bless you and all the work you do. Hey, take care, God Joe. We'll stick around, and we're going to head to a short break. And when we return, we will be back to wrap up our conversation on the masculine example of holiness. My Welcome back to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio. I am Joe Stopulis along with Father Zakowski. Uh, that was awesome. Uh, a, the article is really good. Uh, and so we'd encourage you to go out to the NC uh, Catholic Register. But uh, Joe was great to have on and uh, check out the, the the article he wrote on Faith of Our Fathers. Uh, and you pulled up some uh, some talking points on it. Yeah, and Joe had mentioned off the air that he wanted to quote from uh, Pope St. John Paul II's document about the family familiaris consortio. So just wanted to give a short little uh, quote here from this document about family. And this is in a section about men as husbands and fathers. So this is uh, paragraph 25 if you're playing if you're it, if you're playing at home. At home. <laughs> in his wife, the man sees the fulfillment of God's intention. It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. And he makes him his own the makes his own the cry of Adam, the first husband. This at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. Authentic marital love presupposes and requires that a man have a profound respect for the equal dignity of his wife. You are not her master, writes Saint Ambrose, but her husband. She was not given to you to be your slave, but your wife. Reciprocate her attentiveness to you and be grateful to her for her love. With his wife, a man should live a very special form of personal friendship. As for the Christian, he is called upon to develop a new attitude of love, manifesting towards his wife a charity that is both gentle and strong, like that which Christ has for the church. So reciprocating attentiveness. That's great. How are you going to do that, Joe? Yeah, I, that's, you know, I was actually asked... Last week, uh, we were together at a work function, and we had someone who'd recently gotten married, and they said, what, what advice, what's the best advice for marriage? And I said, do you want my sarcastic advice or my serious <laughs> advice? So give me the serious advice. And I said, one word is, is selflessness. Both of you, it's right to that point. If you guys are both constantly giving to each other, looking out for the best interest of the other person and putting them first and them doing the same thing, you're going to have a great marriage. It's just going to happen that way. The problem is getting out of the way of yourself, uh, and it, it takes time, but that is that is absolutely, in my mind, the number one thing you can do is to put your spouse first, and they're putting you first, and that's just constantly happening, you're going to have a happy marriage. And that's the, we have the example of Christ in his church being the ultimate example for us, uh, yeah. that he's totally selfless. Self-gift. Yep. Keywords of John Paul II. So, yeah. Well, thanks again for joining us today on Iowa Catholic Radio on Man Up. Uh, for Father Zakowski, I am Joe Stopulis. It's time to Man Up. Man Up, inspiring men to live out their call to holiness with Joe Stopulis and Father Zakowski. Heard Mondays at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio. Brought to you by Construction Professionals.